You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those at? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Hey, babes. Been listening to the podcast with the most fan holes. Pop culture podcast made for the fans by the fans, babes. And it keeps getting funnier every single time I hear it. It's Halloween showtime. Hello, ghouls and kitties and girls and goblins. Uh, it is fan holes time, and it's going to be a special Halloween episode. And we're going to talk about some really cool stuff this Halloween episode of Fan Holes. We're going to discuss the Universal Movie Monsters, which range from a whole group of monsters that are ever popular, kind of ingrained into our psyches and brains. And then we're going to move on and talk about our favorite giant monster movies. And so we're going to kind of do a roundtable and go around, and everybody's going to share some of their favorite giant monster movies. And then finally, we're going to have a little kind of discussion topic, and it's going to be Halloween-themed. And we're going to talk about vampires and zombies and whether or not we think they're overexposed. So, uh... As you can tell, this is Derek WC. I'm doing the hosting duties for today. And joining me tonight in this spooky, spooky, totally spooky Halloween, not pre-recorded at all, atmosphere night is... Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Hey, it's Mike Thunderwing. And even though that may look like Godzilla, due to international copyright law, it's not. Hey, this is Grimlock. And just remember, even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayer by night, may become a wolf when the wolf vane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. <laughs> For one who has not lived even a single lifetime, you are a wise man, Ben Helsing. So I guess we'll just jump into the Universal Movie Monsters right away. Uh, the Universal, Universal Studios, Studios has made tons and tons of different monster movies over the years. Um, according to the ever-reliable Wikipedia that I'm looking at right now, because I've done no preparation whatsoever, the first Universal Studios monster movie is considered The Hunchback of Notre Dame in 1923, but mainly, I guess what we're talking about is those old action figure toys that I used to have from Mego a long time ago, which is characters like The Phantom of the Opera, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, The Wolfman, characters like that. So, I guess, you know, this is kind of 
of a big, broad topic, but it can kind of cover a lot of different things. You know, the early movies in the you know 40s and 50s and things like that. But it can also kind of branch out into some new <laughs> terrible stuff like Van Helsing or you know, um, you know. I guess I guess the Mummy movies are pretty popular, you know, and and have made a lot of money. But you know, we can also you know, bring those up as well, kind of like the the reenvisioning of some of those franchises, maybe Benicio del Toro as the Wolfman, things like that. But uh, does anybody you know have anywhere they want to start with? You know, anything they'd like to discuss at all? Any specific characters, like of those universal characters, like who who's your favorite? Like I know mine is. Frankenstein, but do you guys have a favorite Universal movie monster? The Wolfman. I chose Frankenstein as well, Derek. Okay, okay. So we got we got one for Frankenstein and one or two for Frankenstein and one for Wolfman. What about you, Mike? Is there anybody in the the gallery of Universal movie monsters that's your favorite? I guess I'd have to go with like Wolfman. I don't know. I not re- I couldn't really. I guess I can't really pick one. But oh, we're we're, I don't know. we're deadlocked two for two. We got some good. Good uh, picks. I mean, I, if only I, we had a fifth fan hole to break this tie. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't know. We'll, 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 uh, we'll have to, uh, you know, get in contact with Tony and find out what his, uh, what his favorite Universal movie monster would be and see if it would deadlock or break the tie. Um, I know, I know. I just always liked reading Frankenstein back when I was a kid, and like I remember reading these mm-hmm. kind of, I, I don't know what you'd call them. They were like children's books, but they had photos from the you know, universal monster movies, but, you know, it kind of in a, you know, I, I'd say, a, uh, you know, maybe first grade level reading, you know, where at the bottom it would kind of explain to you what their story was and who they were. And Were, were these the same books the Angry Video Game Nerd did a video about? I think so. I haven't re- I haven't yeah. watched all those videos, but I'm pretty sure they were very similar to that. I always remember going to like the library and checking them out when I was very young and like flipping through them and thinking they were really awesome and stuff. Like I, I kind of enjoyed that stuff. And I guess it was kind of pre I mean at least in in maybe not in terms of of time frame like you know it was probably the the 1980s you know early 1980s when I was looking at these but in in terms of my exposure to horror movies you know it was kind of pre any exposure to that so there's still kind of a you know a certain innocence to those characters it's not like you know Frankenstein was like saw where people's limbs are getting hacked off or <laughs> people's heads are exploding and stuff like that but it was still kind of that spooky halloween aspect to it i guess you know and like you know same thing with the wolfman i guess you know like that's that's also a good you know wolfman 1941 that's a pretty good movie like you know i enjoyed that so what lon cheney junior right so yeah so then, you know, it's like there's there's those aspects to, uh, you know, I guess some people, they'd have to get over the whole black and white angle. Like, if you don't like black and white movies, then, then you might not be as fond of the universal movie monsters. But I know, like, me and Justin, we watch a lot of Twilight Zone and Outer Limits and even, I guess, the old school Doctor Who or whatever, what have you. You know, there's, you know, we, we obviously have no problem with, you know, black and white stuff, you know, but... You know, just I guess be forewarned if you're if you're into that, and you'd be like, "What? No color?" You know, like that's that's going to be a a staple of the uh, the older Universal monster movies. And if you're listening, and you're one of those people who like, oh, black and white, I can't watch that. If you're one of those people, you are dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of the the? I guess since since I brought it up, what do you think of the sort of revitalized like the the new takes on some of those i mean i haven't seen them all i know i've seen i've seen all the mummy movies 
and I've seen um, I've seen what I think is the atrocious, horrible. I could do a whole someplace cold on the movie Van Helsing, but those <laughs> are the, those are the like the two yeah. you know franchises I've seen. I've not you know Wolfman came at a point where I had distanced myself from even really attempting to watch remakes, but I know some of you may have seen it. So do you have any thoughts or opinions on any of those sort of like modern day versions of the universal movie monster franchises? I, I can say that uh, Wolfman and Van Helsing were, are probably like two of the like worst movies I've seen in the last like ten years. So. Yeah, Van Helsing's fucking horrible. Like, yeah, I, I hated it. Like, and I was all excited about it too. I don't know how Justin felt about it, but like at the time, I was kind of like, what? Like, movie monsters, Universal, and they're all teaming up. You know, I was thinking like, ooh, Dracula and Frankenstein. Like, I was thinking they're all going to be in the same fucking movie it was gonna be like the fucking league of extraordinary gentlemen but with fucking universal movie monsters and then you know van helsing is gonna be the one hunting them down like i was kind of all excited about it and it just it just was the silliest stupidest fucking movie i ever watched like i just tried to pay attention to kate beckinsale and even then like i was kind of like yeah you're hot but like your makeup doesn't fucking even like get smudged when you fall like head first into a concrete fucking stone slab like what the fuck is going on I, I, I guess well oh sorry Justin I just wanted to add I guess I should clarify that like I, I don't think Wolfman is, is as bad as Van Helsing but I remember being massively disappointed by it okay and then, and how was uh, how was my man Anthony Hopkins? Was he cool at least? He was probably the only good part of that nice. movie. Like I don't know Benicio del Toro. Like he's a good actor, but I never think he's like a good like leading man or anything. Like I don't know. He doesn't have like any charisma. Uh, okay. It doesn't seem like. Uh, he's like he's like you vain, cruel, greedy boy. He like, <laughs> vanishes Benicio. He can't be a wolf man anymore. He has to learn the ways. You know. Yeah. So, what about what about Brian or Justin? Have you guys seen the Wolfman or the Mummy movies or like Van Helsing? Like, do you have any thoughts on that aspect of the Universal movie monster franchise? The only one I've really seen is like the Mummy, and I don't super care for Brendan Fraser to begin with. So I don't know; those didn't really trip my trigger or anything. And like with the Wolfman, it looked pretty bad from the previews, so I never saw it. And Van Helsing, I don't know, I didn't know there was all this hate for the movie. It's kind of surprising. Um, you know, there, too, I'd only seen the trailers, but I didn't know it was, you know, turned out so bad. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty atrocious. Like, I, I, for the mummy stuff, like, I, I was never a big fan of it, but it seems like a lot of people went and saw it in the theaters, like, because they obviously they made, like, three sequels and stuff like that. I mean, I've seen all three of them, but I was never... It seemed more like they were trying to recapture an Indiana Jones type movie right. or then, then recapture, you know, the actual mummy or something, you know? So, mm -hmm. so what about you, Justin? Did you, did you have something to chime in about for any of this stuff? Cause I know you're a yeah. pretty big. I, I've seen all those movies. Um, Van Helsing. Yeah. Like you said, uh, I was really excited for this movie. You know, it's kind of like, you like, Oh, you mean all the universal monsters are going to be in this, you know, except for the mummy and uh, the creature or whatever. But I was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And, you know, they made a big deal out of it. They had the old Universal Monster films on TV, and they had those great Legacy Edition sets and you know, Walmart and stuff. So yeah, I bought a ton yeah. of those. And then I remember going to see the film with this girl I was seeing at the time, and I'm just like, okay, like the first part's pretty neat. You know, he's chasing down, uh, you know, Mr. Hyde or what have you, and then okay, like there's Kate. Yeah, she's hot, and they're fighting some harpy vampire things or whatever, and then. Wow, what happened? 
and then not only was it bad, but it got progressively bad with, um, you know, the Dracula was like a very poor man's uh, Dracula. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like, that's like the, the ha- one of the hammiest Draculas I've ever seen. Yeah. He, he went to the same school that like uh, 90s... Uh, Morbius and Doctor Doom, went <laughs> yeah. or something. They're all like when, all when the, the friggin' graduating when, class. When the friggin' harpies are like, "Don't you have any heart, my lord?" and he's like, "No, <laughs> I have no heart." <laughs> you guys make this movie sound awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fucking tough. Why can't they just leave us alone? We never kill more than our fill, and less than our share. Can they say the same? Um, like he, he was a very like. He tried so hard to be like, you know, Gary Oldman from Bram Stoker's Dracula, but but he was so terrible. And then for me, the most over-the-top thing was the horse-drawn carriage jumping over the ravine. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, (laughs) this movie is like, I don't know where it's going, but I can't follow you anymore. Yeah, it's just like, it just kind of went fucking apeshit crazy, you know? It seemed like the guy who was playing Frankenstein's monster, too, only had, like, one mode of delivery, and that was shout. Like, he was just like, Van Helsing! I'm over here! Van Helsing, you promised to do this! Van Helsing, they're taking me away! It's like, (laughs) he didn't, like, say any of his lines. Nice. I wretched undead! I shall have my revenge! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil! I'm promising you guys I will see this movie in the next week, and it's going to be my awesome thing of the week for the next show. (laughs) Hey, hey, you know what else? There's a really, really horrible, terrible, atrocious animated prequel as well. Like, you know how they had those those prequels to, like... uh, uh, what was it like the the Vin Diesel sci-fi fake trilogy or whatever that was the pitch black stuff I remember they had the uh, a prequel to that that was animated and it was by the same guys uh, Peter Chung who did Aeon Flux but then like they had the, another you know animated prequel and I, I don't know who that was by but that was fucking awful so but but the uh, the Mummy movies with Brendan Fraser, like I, I really like those. I like the first one quite a bit, and then the second one is probably my favorite. And it's also the first movie I saw like on a date with the girl, so I guess I have that like kind of nostalgia to it. Um, which, the third which, one. Which one is it? Is it the second one or the first one where he gets like horribly choked by his woman and she leaves him behind? Is that the second one? The, yeah, that's the second one. Yeah, that was funny scene to me where it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm choted. Because she like, she's like, should I help him or not? And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> she runs away. Yeah. The third one is, I don't know, it's fun, but it seems like parts of the film kind of venture into that like ridiculous Van Helsing territory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have it on DVD and I watch it every now and then, but then some of the stuff with like the uh, abominable snowman, like, you know, kicking guys around like they're playing football. Like right, right. Yeah, there's there's yeah. a lot of CGI type stuff in that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Benicio del Toro Wolfman, like that's another film I was excited to see. You know, you know, I just you know mentioned Wolfman's my favorite Universal monster, so I'm like, yeah, this. I hope this will be good. I'm really excited, and I didn't think it was awful. Um, I thought it was, you know, it's okay. It's an okay movie. Like I have it and. Know, I don't watch it that often on DVD, but uh, I didn't think it was terrible. But then I'm just like, after watching it, I'm like, well, 
it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't all that good either. Like it, it, it was what it was. Like I liked where he like, you know, they captured him and then he escapes and he goes on his kill rampage. Like that's probably the most entertaining part. And even in the original, you know, Wolfman, it does take him a while to do the whole transformation and everything. So I guess there is some build up to that as well. Yeah, it's the big ham moment there for Del Toro is when he's like uh, when he's all chained up and he's like, "I will kill all of you, all of you," and then the audience reacts like that, where they're like totally yep. they're, they're like, totally yeah, uninvested because as you said, there's, <laughs> exactly. no, there's no there's no charisma. No, I don't know. Oh, my popcorn's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Supposed to be throwing your popcorn up in the air, but you're just <laughs> munching away. So, what about like? I mean, is there is there anything you want to discuss any further before we move on about some of the the older uh, franchise films? Like, do we want to talk about you know Abbott and Costello meet X Y Z or anything like that? Or you know, you know, I mean, I, I've never actually seen any from that series. Uh, okay, okay. Because there's there's like they they meet Frankenstein and then they meet uh, who else do they meet? Oh, I think they meet the mummy and then uh, Jekyll and Hyde and stuff like that. So there's like there's like I think there's like four or five of them or something like that. And then there's also uh, I mean we could talk about like the creature from the Black Lagoon. He was one of the the Mego toys that I had that I thought was awesome because his whole body was glow in the dark as opposed to you know most of the guys that I had the toys of they had uh, you know they were all kind of three and three fourths you know, toys. I think I must have brought this up before on some other podcast, but I love those toys because they came with the little, you know, sort of base set where you kind of like open up the house and then, you know, you had like Frankenstein's little, you know, platform where you could stick him on and, you know, supposedly like shoot lightning at him and stuff like that. And the Phantom of the Opera had a little piano and stuff where you could sit him in. But like most of the main guys like Dracula and the Phantom, it's like it was just their face that kind of went glow in the dark or any. I guess, you know, kind of like ghostly white parts of their body, but like creature from the black lagoon, it's like his whole body, you know, kind of glue in the dark. Cause he was kind of like light green or whatever on the, the toy and stuff. But I think the only like universal monster toys I had growing up was like some happy meal toys or something, you know, like they weren't really much, you know, but you know, when you're a little kid and you're like, man, I love the wolf man and Frankenstein, like, to get something that's like that, it's just it was really great. It wasn't until I got older and could buy, you know, more expensive collectible to- toys, I guess, where like I, I bought most of the Universal Monster toys that came out, whether they were like little play sets or action figures and stuff. Like I had most of that at one time. Cool. But like for for some of the older movies, like yeah, I really liked the first Wolfman film. Um, I love Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. Like I, li- I like all the Frankenstein films, but the first two are my favorite. Yeah, and I really, then, I really like uh, the Frankenstein, and then I like Bride of Frankenstein a lot. So, those are probably some of my favorite, like Universal movie monster films. But what, Frankenstein what about- like holds up amazingly well, yeah. you know, for being yeah. made in the '30s. Whenever, yeah, it's like awesome today still. What about you, Mike? Do you have any favorite movies from that sort of era of the sort of 30s and 40s? Or? Not, I don't really remember them too well. I'm pretty sure I saw Frankenstein in school at some point, and uh, probably something else too, but I, no, I don't really remember all okay. them all too well. Yeah, I really like Boris Karloff. I mean, he got to play a lot of the different roles. It's like, you know, Frankenstein or The Mummy, things like that, so I always thought he was, he was pretty cool, so. I think 
out of all of them, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman is probably my favorite and the one that I watch the most often. It's like sort of like super super team up movie, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but like, I think I may have mentioned this before. It may even have been on like the last Halloween show, but like as a kid, I mean, being a yeah, kid, you, you had all these new monsters like Freddy and Jason, and then you know Predator and the Terminator, and then the aliens or the Xenomorphs too. But like. I wasn't ever really afraid of those as a kid, but like to me, Dracula and the Wolfman were the things to be afraid of. Like, even though they were black and white movies and they didn't have any gore at all, or maybe just a two, two drops of blood or something, they always felt more realistic. Like, you know, if I were to go out at night, I was more afraid of like running into Dracula as opposed to like Jason Voorhees or something. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of interesting because like even Dracula, like I remember, you know, there's obviously like a stage version of Dracula, too. So like a lot of that stuff, you know, you don't really need all the the blood and gore, but it seems to be able to hold people's interests, you know, just based on, you know, the material. And maybe, you know, hopefully, you know, it wouldn't be a Van Helsing type performance, you know, (laughs) the one guy who was Dracula. But, you know, like somebody like Bela Lugosi, you know, it's like, hey, you know, he kind of captivates you and holds your attention and he has this kind of really intense stare and everything so it's like those kind of things can always be you know as long as you have the right performers for that kind of material i think it would always you know definitely kind of you know he could freak you out and scare you and do do those kind of things that you want out of a out of a monster movie isn't that judge Jaguar there no it's another superhero of your own design they're controlling him it's a pity we can't send your Jaguar to go and get Godzilla. Yeah, it's a pity we can't kill oh. you and get away with it. Cool. So on that note, we'll cease talking about the Universal Movie Monsters, but we're going to move on to another group of monsters. Uh, these are going to be the gigantic monsters, you know, your favorite, kind of our favorite kind of giant monster movies. And I guess we'll just go around and I guess, we'll, you know, I'm assuming there's going to be some honorable mentions and some things like that. And people are going to talk about what kind of giant movie monsters they like and maybe some films that they like that go along with that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with Mike because he's the first person on my screen. So uh, what about Mike? Like, is there a favorite giant monster movie you want to, you know, tell the fanals listeners about that you like, or a favorite, you know, character that's a giant movie monster that you want to discuss? Um, does the State Puff Marshmallow Man count? The State Puff Marshmallow Man <laughs> does count. He is giant, and he is a monster. So I will allow it. You know, other people may cry foul, but that's fine with me. I we we didn't have any specific criteria about this. We were just. Uh, does that mean that Ghostbusters is your favorite giant monster movie? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like Godzilla movies and all, but I'm not like a as like huge a fan of them as like Justin or you know uh, probably you. Yeah. So I mean, like I I think I like rather shamefully confessed on an earlier show where I was like, you know, I didn't think the '90s Godzilla you the U, United States one was so bad, you know, and you guys were like, (laughs) (laughs) and you were like, get off this podcast. (laughs) Well, it is like, you you say that to a Godzilla fan, it's like saying uh, Bayformers is like the greatest Transformer thing they've ever seen in the last 10 years or something. State of Marshmallow Man is toast. Yeah. He's toast. Toast. Uh, I, I was joking earlier to Justin that I was going to say, well, I think the Cloverfield monster is the best giant monster out there. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was going to die if that happened. 
Yeah, so I, I guess uh, the state Puff Marshmallow Man would have to be the winner by default. Cool, then. cool. All right, so then then we'll move along down the list that I have in front of me. We're going to go on to Brian, and we're just going to ask the same kind of question about, you know, what's your favorite giant monster, and, and what's your favorite giant monster movie? Well, yeah, kind of like Mike. I, I know that I'm not as huge into monsters as, say, someone like Justin, because he seems to really enjoy it. Um, I think... More of my exposure to giant monster films has come through stuff like Mystery Science Theater than any other means. So um, probably, I don't know if he's even a monster, but my favorite was Jet Jaguar, which is, you know, Jet Jaguar. And that's obviously based off the Mystery Science Theater episode, which is one of my favorite episodes. So um, I didn't actually even know what the name of the actual film was, but for the podcast, I looked it up, and I guess it's Godzilla vs. Megalon. Yeah. But, um... You know, I like giant robots, he's a giant robot, and it's just a cool movie. Which, ironically, we're still fucking waiting for the Blu-ray to come yeah. out. Like, <laughs> it was, like, announced, like, years ago. I pre-ordered it on Amazon, and I still get emails every once in a while where they're like, Hi, sir, we're here to kindly inform you that this shit ain't out yet. Do you want to cancel it? Or do you? And I just usually just let it go, because I figure whenever it comes out, I would like it. But, yeah, that movie still has not come out yet but in region one i don't know where it is you know come out uh, all over the rest of the world but yeah so i await i await godzilla versus megalon whenever it's ready for me to consume but uh that day is not yet today silly derek blu-rays aren't for eating yeah i know i know (laughs) but they taste good like the blue is is like frosting come on so so uh so jet jagger is so so does that by default make uh the either the the mystery science theater three thousand episode your favorite uh, your favorite giant monster movie or is there some other giant monster movie that you really no it it'd probably be that one okay. just because you know like I said I'd see they, they've done a couple Godzilla movies but that's the one I remember the most and you know not only was it super funny on mystery science theater but I mean it, it, it had cool fight scenes and stuff too and you know like I said giant robot how can you go wrong yeah. Yeah, that's basically a Ultraman kind of inspired uh, buddy for Godzilla. You know? Yeah, I always thought he had like a really weird kind of creepy smile on his robot. Yeah, kid. his mouth looked all weird. <laughs> but uh, w- when that Godzilla Save the, Earth, Save the Earth game came out, like many years ago, like I would always use Jet Jaguar and beat up all my friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a cool <laughs> character to play as. Could you like pin uh, Megalon's arms behind his back while? You know, Godzilla pummeled him in the stomach. Because <laughs> that's like the best team up move ever. <laughs> I like, I like that. That's what I like the the buddy I always tell you about. Like whenever I would show him like Godzilla movies and something like that would happen. Like I think there was this Godzilla movie where like one of the monsters, I think it was like Ghidorah or somebody, fell on the ground and like Godzilla was like stomping him in the head and shit. And he's like, he's like, and it's like all these monsters like ganged up on one monster and he's like, dude, man, they took your wallet, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like whenever I see like giant monster movies, you know, shit gets, you know, these guys get the crap kicked out of each other. That's all I can think of. Where my friend's like, "Damn, man, that dude took your wallet." <laughs> cool. So how about you, Justin? Since you're 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 the final on the list, and I'll finish off with myself. But what's your uh, what's your favorite giant monster, and I guess uh, favorite giant monster movie? And if those are different, that's fine. And if they're the same by default. And that's that's super cool as well. Well, 
My favorite giant monster has to be Godzilla, of course. Not the 90s American one, Mike. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> but yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla is a classic monster. I spent many and many weekends in my childhood, you know, searching the TV guide, looking for Godzilla movies, you know, hoping that Godzilla would be played on, uh, you know, TNT's Monster Vision or USA Up All Night or what have you. Um, he's my favorite monster. Favorite monster, giant monster movie um, would probably be War of the Gargantuas, which is also a, a Toho movie, which Toho made the Godzilla movies. Um, but I really like War of the Gargantuas. It's a lot of fun, and it's basically like two giant Bigfoots fighting to the death. Only one's brown and one's green. And, you know, of course, the Japanese uh, army has to, like, kill them with, you know, giant death rays and, you know, trying to bomb bomb them with uh, jets and tanks and things. And it's just really... So I guess, I guess to tie it back into the Universal movie Monsters and Frankenstein... There, I think I, I forget which is the sequel and which is the original, but the Frankenstein versus Baragon is like I think it's either the the movie before it or the movie that yeah. follows it, right? It's it's the one before it, yeah, before like it, it, right? So yeah, World of Gargantuas is like the sequel to that because they took the Frankenstein DNA or something, or they, they they like the they transport his heart or something, and then it gets irradiated by an atomic blast, and okay. that's what. That's what gives you Frankenstein, and then you know he fights Baragon, and, yeah, and yeah. then it's like some of his cells like broke off and formed the other two gargantuans. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's why they fight. You know what's funny is I, I remember being all uh, fascinated or, or happy because like they, they, I think it was like the last Oscars or whatever, and they were asking all these famous star actors like what the first movie they saw was or something, and when they got to Brad Pitt, he was talking about. War of the Gargantuas, so I, that was kind of cool because he's like, you know, Brad Pitt was just doing his like, and so there are these guys, and like, they were like fighting, and one was the good one, and one was the bad one. <laughs> you know, he's talking about it, and then they showed like clips from it and stuff, and I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet, like, you know, because it's like, I, it, he wasn't trying to like sugarcoat it where like all these other assholes were like, yes, yeah, Citizen Kane was the first movie I ever saw, <laughs> and I fell in love with film. You know, he's just kind of like, I saw these two assholes fucking each other up. It was cool. <laughs> Yeah, some some stars don't care. They'll be honest. Like I know Tom Hanks is like a really big fan of like Ray Harryhausen and uh, uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Like he's mentioned that before. I think actually at the Oscars maybe. Yeah. But I always thought it was weird how like Russ Tamlin goes from like you know being in a high profile musical uh, to uh, being in like a little you know Toho monster movie. Yeah. So for me, I guess I'm secret brothers with Justin. I mean, I was trying to think of something else to, to contribute because I, I kind of felt like if, if the topic had been favorite giant monster other than Godzilla, I would be totally fucked because I'm like, <laughs> I don't really, I mean, I guess I could have said something like King Kong or something like that, you know, because I do like the, you know, the original King Kong movie and stuff. But I was like, oh, you know, to me, it's like Godzilla's kind of the man. Like, I like He's the God king of all monsters. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. Godzilla. So, like, he by default is my favorite. I know we kind of already went into our favorite Godzilla movie, so I didn't kind of want to bring that up again. Um, but... Uh, just as a side note, if nobody's ever seen this, this may be kind of like Van Helsing is in It's So Bad, It's Awesome or whatever, but like one of my favorite giant monster movies, and it's from, uh, I think it's Japan, uh, it's The Mighty Peking Man. 
And it's kind of like almost like a remake of, of King Kong in a weird way. But like the chick in it is like scantily clad and hot and everything. And it's, it's kind of hilarious because it's like, you know, basically like the Peking man is like this huge, big King Kong type ape. And obviously he falls in love with this, you know, blonde goddess girl who comes to the island or whatever, you know. But what's funny is to me, he's kind of like, ooh, 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 ooh. You know, and shit, and you're just kind of like, dude, if he wasn't, like, 50 feet tall, he's like, I'd be hitting that shit, you know, like, he's, like, (laughs) totally, like, into this chick, and it's funny, because then she's, like, brought to the middle of Japan, and, like, I guess she's, like, some jungle girl who can control him or something like that, so then it's kind of funny, because she's running around Japan, like, kind of scantily clad and everything like that, and so, anyway, I was, uh, it's one of those movies where you, like, you're watching it, and you're, like, totally, like, captivated by how fucking off the wall and ridiculous it is. So I just thought I'd bring that up as a, a favorite mo- giant monster movie of mine that's not uh, Godzilla-related. I was hoping you would say the giant Gila monster. Gila monster. <laughs> I, I, I actually wanted to ask, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you have seen this, Derek, because I know you have that anti-remake uh, clause but uh, what did you guys think of the uh, remake of King Kong that Peter Jackson did like a few years ago? I'll just say real quick, I have not seen it because that was that was when the anti-remake clause was in full effect. Though I did play the Xbox game, which I thought was fucking awesome, and I had a lot of fun playing it. But I talked about that on another podcast long, long ago. So continue. I, I just I just kind of thought it was really oh, kind of like too long and. I don't know, too drawn out, and I don't know. So, like, some of the things kind of really took me out of it. Like when they were in the like the the stupid dinosaur stampede, and like no one got killed. Like they were just all running in between like the legs of dinosaurs, and they were just like everyone's okay, you know. Like or, or like one, maybe like one or two extras died, but it was like everyone else like, yep, we got through the stampede, okay, you know, the CGI stampede, whatever, you know. I. I kind of agree with you. Like I, I've only seen it once all the way through, and that was at the theater. Like I, I didn't buy it, and I know it's on TNT every now and then, and I'll watch a few scenes. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where I, I just cannot sit down and watch it from beginning to end. I have to like stop and like you know. It's, I think it's something. almost yeah. I think it's almost like three hours. Yeah, it is kind of long and drawn out. I mean, there's some cool scenes in there. Like, I love when he's fighting the T-Rex or, you know, whatever they call it, the Weta Rex or whatever, when they're selling toys or what have you. But, yeah, yeah, there are some cool sequences, but, yeah, it's just really overly long and drawn out. I I kind of appreciated, like, what I did see was when that movie came out, I bought all those DVDs that got released released, of, like, the original, you know, it was King Kong, Son of Kong, and then Mighty Joe Young were all in a a three-pack or whatever, and I, I liked some of the extras on the King Kong disc where I guess, you know, Weta and Peter Jackson, like, they tried to recreate that that spider scene that was left out of the original King Kong movie and the way they tried to recreate it using the same technology and tools that they had back in 1930 so as not to, you know, sort of, you know, obviously not to use, you know, freaking Jar Jar Binks CGI or whatever <laughs> to make the spider, you know. So, and I, I kind of appreciated yeah, I kind of, that. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. So, Brian, did you ever see it or? Get to the fucking monkey! Get to the fucking monkey! 
now we're going on to our, our last topic of the night, and uh, who knows, maybe this will be polarizing and controversial, and the fan holes won't agree, and we'll get into a big, big argument. But uh, we're going to discuss the, the ever-topical, are vampires or zombies overexposed? So uh, I guess we're going to you know, discuss this and, and see what people's thoughts are about the two characters. I guess you know, this, this topic arose from, I'd say, franchises like Twilight you know, for the, the vampires and stuff like that. And I, I can't point the finger at any one zombie franchise or anything like that, but obviously you know, zombies are popular, very popular in video games like Resident Evil, and, you know, on TV, they're very popular with stuff like Walking Dead, which is also a comic book. So, I mean, I guess it was just, a, you know, a natural topic question that came up. You know, do we think that they are overexposed? Um, I'd just like to throw in my two cents as I went to a gun show today in Daly City with my dad. And I'm going to say that zombies are overexposed because you can buy targets at a gun show, you know, to take to you with the gun range. And normally, you know, a normal target, you know, that you buy, it's a paper sheet and, you know, it's got little circles and numbers and, you know, usually the frame of a, a person or something like that. But they actually have special zombie, um, <laughs> you know, zombie uh, <laughs> targets that you can buy. And they were all kinds of different pictures and quality and different stuff. And I went, yep. Zombies are overexposed. That's what I'm telling everybody when I go on the podcast. <laughs> you know, worse than that is they actually have special zombie ammo, which is the exact same ammo you can buy, like, in any plane box, but it comes in, like, a special box that says zombie ammo. It's, like, a dollar or two more expensive, and that's about the only difference. <laughs> I see. That's that's money well spent. <laughs> I didn't see any zombie ammo, but I did see the little zombie, uh, the zombie target cards and stuff. So I was like, yeah, zombies are overexposed. Um, well, and even to add to that, I mean, like, even on Facebook, I'll see people, like, um, that have, like, um, like zombie apps for running and stuff, and where, like, they'll go out on a jog, and, like, you know, the app will send them, like, you know, the zombies are closing in, or you find a stash of rations and all this weird stuff as they're running, you know, so, like, zombies are, like, like extremely pervasive in our culture right now for some reason. Well, probably because everything's going to hell, so we're only, uh... A handshake away from, you know, a dog wag tail away from uh, the zombie apocalypse, probably. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're probably uh, all zombies in uh, in name only or something as we as we keep progressing through uh, through the current days or whatever. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really speculate on it that much. I guess that's a that's a uh, pessimistic outlook on on uh, humanity. But maybe that's why. I don't know. But uh, what about what about you guys, Mike, Justin? You got any thoughts on zombies or vampires? Like, are you guys all excited about True Blood or do you give two shits about it like me? Like, are they overexposed? Like things like that, like the vampire diaries. Like, what, what do you think about all this kind of, you know, Twilight? Have you seen any of those movies? That kind of thing. I have not mm. seen any of the Twilight <laughs> movies or True Blood or Vampire Diaries. Um, I did read the first two Twilight books. I will admit to that. Um, and I guess you what? can point. Yeah, I, I guess you can point the finger at that series of books for reigniting all this vampire like. That, that's interest. what I would. I mean, that's yeah. that's what I would at least point the finger at. I mean, because it seems like if it wasn't for Twilight, you wouldn't have that Dark Shadows, you know, movie that we just saw. I, mean, yeah. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that would have gotten greenlit if it wasn't for, you know, vampires being, you know, quote unquote, in right now, you know, or whatever. 
Yeah, that, that's very possible. So yeah. I guess there are a few good things to take from it, but the zombie thing, well, yeah, the zombie thing I think irritates me more. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like The Walking Dead quite a bit, but uh, I think I told you guys about this. So many months ago, me and a buddy went into Books A Million, and we just tried to count all the different zombie-related books, like not even counting comic books, but just – you know, different paperbacks and survival guides and all this other stuff. And we counted, like, I think, like, almost 40 different books. I'm just like, wow, this this is getting pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's just everywhere. And I don't mean to jump in, but um, I have a related um, comment to make. Uh, during my speech class, there was an informational speech that we had to do, and the teacher sent out, like, a huge paper of just different topics that we could choose from just for suggestions. And so I looked at the first few, and I looked at the last few, and the last one was zombie. So I went ahead and did that. And then as, as I was writing my paper, I'm like, you know, I like video games. I should talk about all the zombie video games. And there are literally so many that I, I had to narrow it down, and I only included um, video games that had the title zombie, like right in the video game title itself. And I had a list of almost like 80 video games that were named something zombie. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and so I included so that in my speech, and that ate like a minute and a half or something. Jeez. Yeah, that's not even like that's not even like counting like stuff like Resident Evil or Left for Dead or Dead Rising, which all right. are like focused on zombies too. Yep, I excluded anything that didn't have zombie in the title, and it's still mm-hmm. a huge long list. Sorry to derail you, Justin. Justin. Yeah, no, that's okay. It. No, I mean I, I love Resident Evil and games like that too, but um, I don't know. It seems like even when you have games like Red Dead Redemption or you know the sequel to it or whatever that has the special zombie downloadable thing like I remember my buddies were really excited about that I'm like well why why are you so excited why don't you just play Resident Evil <laughs> like I don't know maybe I'm too old and foggy to like get it or something but I don't know I just I don't get it and then there's if you go on the internet I'm sure you can find like all these different news reports of like you know zombies attacking Florida like ass like what no <laughs> zombies are not real are you Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool to like imagine, like, yeah, it's finally happening. Well, you, you know, know you know, it's a problem when the CDC comes out and puts yeah. out an official report on how to fight the zombie apocalypse or whatever, you know, yeah. and it's on the official website. Like, if a zombie outbreak did happen, <laughs> this is what we at the CDC would actually do. You know, and I it's kind of like, okay. I think things like that and, you know, the Apollo 18 movie that came out where NASA had to be like, Okay, look, guys, there was no Apollo 18 in real life. When these organizations have to, like NASA and the CDC, when they have to make these statements, I think that's a sign of like how stupid the normal person is. <laughs> yeah, the general public. Yeah. It seems like it seems like uh, the whole War of the Worlds thing, but on like a internet interwebs like modern yeah. age level where everything you know, perforates through society so quick, and then it's like, oh, dude, did you hear this guy bit some other guy in the face? And then it's like, all of a sudden, that story turns into, zombies are real! You know, and you're just kind of like, wait, <laughs> no, it's just some nutty dude who bit another dude on the face, like, chill the fuck out, like, you know, zombies aren't real, you know, but yeah. I- I'm just waiting for 
Like, I think it'll go too far when, like, you know, they 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 folded vampire into like the realms of like it's they've like kind of like sexualized it and made it like sort of a romantic thing, like vampires and stuff. I think it'll go too far when they try to do the same thing with zombies. Oh, like, like zombies! <laughs> zombies are like zombies are sparkly, but then they like, yeah, and they're like you, sexy, yeah. and it's like a sexy zombie love story <laughs> or like, something, like, you know? It's like, do you, it's like, do you like cold sores? Mm. Do you like, like, you know, freaking, you know, bloody veins? Yeah. It's like, I, I think, it's like, you know how they, like, people, like, uh, Hollywood will, like, call romantic comedies, like, rom-coms? Like, how long until we get a zom-rom, or a rom-zom, or something like that? <laughs> it's a rom-zom-com. Yeah, I know. I think that'll be going too far. Too far, too far, too far Hollywood. Too far. <laughs> too far. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll go there eventually, and then we can all rest on our laurels and take a break from zombies <laughs> and hopefully vampires for a while. Yeah, well, it's I love like Craig Ferguson like goes off on vampires all the time. Like he's always like vampires. He's like uh, these like you know he's always like uh, I hate modern day vampires. Vampires do not moisturize or care about your feelings. <laughs> he's like he's like vampires do this, and he like raises his hand and like bends his wrist and goes blah, <laughs> or he's like or puts put their capes in front of their face so you can only see their eyes. I guess it's worth pointing out that while we record this, Abraham Lincoln's Vampire Hunter just was released this yeah. week. Yeah. Which, which is interesting because that. that's, I know, I, I think you said, Justin, that you read the book for that. But what's funny is every time I've been to the movies lately and that trailer has played before the movie, you know, my dad just, like, he's almost appalled. Like, he can't even, like, it's just to him it's like... What dumbass thought of this idea? Like he just he can't even. He's like, why would you put the two? To, I, it doesn't even. It just doesn't compute. You know, it's like it yeah. just seems like the stupidest thing ever to him. You know, like that. It's like two things that don't go well together. You know, whatever. So, but yeah. You say you saw it, Brian? Yeah, um, I was actually gonna save it for my favorite thing this week, but uh, okay, I don't care. I can just give it now. But, yeah, let's uh, well let's let's go into because we're we we've been kind of dancing around the overexposed topic, but let's go into awesome things this week. So so Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was your awesome thing of the week, Brian? Okay, yeah. So it definitely was. Um not because it's that great. It's like kinda mediocre at best, but um basically we I was actually trying to go to Prometheus this week and I thought the movie time I'd looked it up like Wednesday night and it said Prometheus two o'clock. So I'm like, okay, I'll okay. just go to the you know, showing two o'clock Friday. But, you know, new movies come out on Fridays and the schedule changes, so we get to the theater, and, you know, it's not playing till 4 o'clock, so we're like, oh, crap. But the movie that was playing was um, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Sadly, it was in 3D, so we had to pay extra to watch it in 3D, like a movie I didn't even want to see. But um, So we went in, it was me and my, my buddy Nathan, and there's only like maybe five or six people there, including us. So we just sat at back, in the back of the theater, and... Um, Kind of what made the movie fun for us was just that we could talk to one another and joke the whole time. So um, other than that, yeah, I might recommend that you see something else rather than that. But, you know, it is what it is. It's Abe Lincoln using an axe to hunt vampires. I mean, it doesn't get much more in-depth than that. You mean there's no there's no in-depth storyline? Like, you know. Well, you might have thought Abe Lincoln's son died of tuberculosis, but no. <laughs> so I guess I did learn some things, but yeah. And his mom. 
Yes. How did how did all of this escape the history books for so long? <laughs> that was actually my Facebook status when I got back from the movie, Mike. Essentially asking how how my high school teachers hid this from me. <laughs> yeah, like Derek said, I actually read the book. Like I, you know, I kind of resisted it for a while. I mean, I read this book a, a year or two ago. Um, I kind of resisted it, and then I finally just gave up and read it. And I was expecting it to be like a you know so over the top, it's ridiculous kind of thing. But the book was actually fairly serious, and most of its history. I mean, aside from the vampire stuff, like they actually had like a lot of accurate stuff, you know, but. I enjoyed the book. I haven't seen the movie yet, though. Yeah, I read the um, like move or sorry, the book plot summary on Wikipedia once I got home, and there's some pretty big like differences. But I think I too would have probably enjoyed reading the book more than seeing the movie. But I don't know. The movie's not terrible. So, um, how about uh, somebody else from the fan holes continuum? Does anybody else want to go for awesome thing of the week, Mike? Um, I, my awesome thing of the week is uh, I just got the hardcover of uh, Batman Inc., which was, or like the first series before the new 52, and it has like all like eight or nine issues of Batman Inc. that Grant Morrison put out before they, they, they did the reboot, and it, I think it has like that Leviathan Strikes one shot too oh, at the okay. end, and okay. yeah, so I read that whole run, and I, I liked it. I gotta say though, I'm starting, like whenever I read Grant Morrison's Batman, I'm starting to hear like Diedrich Bader as his Batman because like he just like he 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 just encounters all this weird off the wall stuff and just takes it in stride pretty much like he's just like you know he's like I'm trapped in a time loop with the stupid thing in the thing and the blah, 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 blah. I've got to go over here and do the thing and you know I don't know it, it's just like you know how Grant Morrison writes yeah. it's just like you know Batman's just like uh, he was like there's no time Robin I was just changed into a cat you know or something you know. <laughs> And it's just like it's just like totally like normal for him. So, but it, I liked it for the most part. Like I, I thought I kind of thought like all the like Batman's of other nations things would be like kind of lame. But like he made it like new and relevant. You know, like I know it was like what from like the forties or fifties or something. Like yeah. the original concept, yeah. But like I, I thought he did a good job of like updating it and stuff. And you know I really liked the the Batman of Japan and that was really cool. And uh, what he called a Batman of uh, like uh, Argentina and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I liked it for the most part. Yeah, I was just happy to see uh, Cassandra Kane again in some capacity, even if it was just for like a little bit in that. And then uh, also the I, I like the flashback to the the Kathy Kane. You know the original. Uh, yeah, Batwoman, that was a good issue. You know? Yeah, so cool. I I liked in that issue where uh, Robin's like, "Why does she have to wear a bat costume?" And he's like, "And look at the damn dog. The dog has a mask. You know, <laughs> he's like, it makes it stupid instead of special now. You know." So what about you, Justin? What is your awesome thing? Oh, the week. I have two things. Um, the first one is uh, I read the Avengers Assault on Olympus hardcover, um, and this is a story by Roger Stern and John Buscema, which I always really liked the Roger Stern run of Avengers to begin with. Um, basically, this takes place after the Masters of Evil like broke into the mansion and you know beat up Jarvis and put Hercules in a coma. Um, there's some shenanigans going on. You know, Odin gets kind of 
not really tricked, but he gets misled to believe that the Avengers let Hercules get beat up. So, you know, the Neptune and Ares and a bunch of other people are out trying to like get the Avengers and you know bring them to Zeus so he can like execute them. And it's it's just a really good like I think it's six issues that are collected in this, and it's a really fun run of six issues. Even though Doctor Druid is in it a little bit. <laughs> Despite that's, that, it, that's, that's really cool because you know what? I give it my seal of approval. You know why? Because it's bomber jacket free. <laughs> yes, and this is you get the uh, <laughs> the Black Knight before he gets his laser sword and bomber jacket. So, but uh, it looks really good hardcover. Like I think it looks like they went in like you know redid the coloring and everything. Like there was one kind of close up of Jarvis in the hospital where. I don't know, like, it looked like they still had messed up the coloring on his face where it was, like, white, where it should have been, you know, peach, fleshy colored. Uh, but other than that, it looked really good hardcover. So if you like The Avengers and you want to read a really cool uh, story, I suggest to pick up this, this hardcover. So you see all you billions of people that went and watched The Avengers movie, you should go spend some of that Avengers money on uh, Assault on Olympus then. I wish that the... Uh, the cartoon could have got a third season because I think if they could introduce Hercules, like this would have been a really good story arc to like yeah. adapt to like a two-parter or something. Instead of stuff like Rolk. My second awesome thing is uh, the last three episodes of uh, Go, Go Busters have been really cool. Um, I mean the series has been fun up till now, but they've got to the point where they've introduced um, – Extra Rangers and Extra Zords, like you've got uh, uh, Gold Go-Buster and Silver Go-Buster uh, have been introduced, and they each have, like, insect-looking Zords, and uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, since those characters that came in. It's kind of like, you know, anytime they, like, change the villains or you get new, you know, sell more toys, you get, you know, new robots or new characters, it kind of, like, changes the status quo, and it's been a lot more fun ever since they introduced all these new elements. So I'm enjoying what, it a lot. Uh, what episode are they up to on GoBusters now? Because obviously I'm I'm still way behind on my Sentai. Um, I think this week will be episode 17 or 18. Yeah, this week will be episode 18. Cool. So I guess that leaves me. Um, I, I guess I'm going to have two things this week. Uh, one, I. Uh, I picked up a uh, Yamaha receiver and sound system for my dad for Father's Day, which was, I guess, last week. But by the time this airs, it'll be long past Father's Day. But um, he, he's really happy with it and everything. It's it's a good 7.1 surround system. Um, you know, it'll do some good job shaking up the house and all that stuff. But um, I think he'll be pleasantly happy with it and he kind of already is like he was playing around with it and you know you can do a lot of cool stuff he can hook up his ipad to it and play his music through the usb connection and you know just watch the blu-rays on the ps3 or you know watch regular you know uh, satellite tv you know and get all the the cool sounds and stuff so i i kind of assembled that mostly this week you know hooked up all the speaker wire and cables and things like that and then uh for uh i guess sort of tied into our theme of Halloween. Um, I wanted to mention that uh, The Walking Dead has a video game by Telltale, um, and it's it's coming out incrementally in, I guess, what they're calling episodes or chapters, like whatever you want to call it. Um, I went ahead and bought the whole 
package, I guess there's going to be, I think, what, like, like five episodes total or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. And so, so I just went ahead and said, ah, the hell with it, I'll just buy the whole package. And uh, I downloaded the first episode. Um, I, I found it, you know, it's kind of captivating, but it's more of a, a cinematic type experience you know i mean if you're if you're like a super gamer and you're expecting to do like all these super moves or unlock stuff or do super triple jump kicks and all that kind of stuff like that's it's probably not the game for you but if you're a little more into the cinematic thing where you know it it seems like they're they're making it a little more friendly for the average consumer like it seems like like like, sort of like a wii game but done in a cinematic vein because it's like you know you kind of walk to certain places you have to interact with characters and choose what phrases phrases to say and do different things as you progress in the game and so like the choices that you make it's kind of like a read-along book where if you make a certain choice it affects the outcome of your your gameplay i mean the the only negative thing i'd say about it is sometimes you're on a time fault to choose what to say and like i noticed sometimes i would pick certain phrases so it might be like you know michael be like hey dude did you read uh, the new avengers issue last week and then you know one of the options is you know fuck avengers i hate brian michael bendis but when you pick that all your character says is like dot 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 like like he's grumpy or you know you know what I mean and it seems like sometimes it seems like they planned out the conversation ahead of time really well where it's like hey did you read Avengers last week no dude I didn't it was really bad oh okay well maybe you should try um, you know Uncanny X Force and then and then the conversation seems to flow but like sometimes it seems like when you pick other options it like doesn't quite flow as well where you'd be like hey dude did you read that last week hey boy get me some soda. You know, and you're just kind of like, wait, that's not what I said. Do you know what I mean? Like, it didn't flow. But other than that, that, that'd be my only kind of complaint that I would notice. But uh, otherwise, I think it is pretty cinematic and fun to play. And, you know, it's not it's not super hard and complicated. I never got to a point where I was like, oh, this is so frustrating. I can't get past this level. You know, like, I, I never got to that point. It was just kind of entertaining. You know, you took like an hour to, to play through the the sort of level or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, so far I've only downloaded that first part of it, but I guess as the game progresses, they're going to release each episode and stuff. So who knows by the time this airs, maybe all the episodes will be available or at least the second or third chapter of it would be available. But if you like zombies, you know, if if you don't think they're overexposed like we do, or if you love the walking dead, the comics or the television series, I, I think it's definitely worth a look and, worth checking out yeah i'm glad you brought that up because it's actually a game i've been interested in as well um partly because i like the walking dead and partly because i knew the game was you know basically a old school styled adventure game and i really enjoy those type of games um i did want to ask you i saw your post regarding the um surround sound system did you find some way to hide all the wiring um, I think for right now what we're going to do, because I know there's some, like, uh, remodeling going on, but uh, most of it, like, right now is covered up by, like, the couch and the curtains and stuff like that. And I think for the stuff that's really obnoxious, there's we're going to use some, like, you know, just one of those, like, floor panels where you stick all the wiring in the panel and just kind of tape it down temporarily. And then I yeah. think we're going to worry about that a little later. I miss the old-fashioned vampires, you know, that actually, you know, went around and did evil stuff instead of those vegetarian douchebags on (laughs) island. What kind of a vampire is that? 
Oh, I care about your feelings. Oh, shut up. <laughs> That's not a vampire. That's your gay friend. So Halloween. Ooh, that was our that was our Halloween podcast. We discussed our you know universal movie monsters, giant monster movies, and then of course we also broached whether you know vampires or zombies or you know totally overexposed. So we kind of went through and covered all the topics there. You heard our awesome things for the week. Um, if you have any questions or comments or anything, you can email us at fanholespodcast at gmail dot com. You know you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, the. Google, Blogspot, any any place like that. If you have any comments or questions or anything like that, um, uh, we just want to announce that uh, uh, Tom Spielman was our big winner for Yay. the uh, for the the ZCon T-shirt um, contest that we had. So uh, you know, sometimes it pays off to listen to Fanhall's podcast. You know, listen through the whole show and everything. Um, but like we said, we always appreciate uh, your comments and your feedback. And, uh, you know, let us know how, how everything's going. Um, just real quick, uh, you know, we, we're kind of doing some different things as we go on here. So by the time you're hearing this, I'm sure we'll have been doing this for a little while. But uh, we've got Booze RPG reviews that are going on as, uh, you know, a side blog on the Fanholes blog spot. So please check those out. That's all, you know, text-based reader with pictures, you know, so check that out. There's some really good reviews if you're into RPGs and everything. And also, um, you know, we're, we're doing our all new, all different sidecasts with, uh, one or two fan holes. So please go ahead and check those out as well on uh, blip TV. So anyway, uh, I hope you guys have a happy Halloween, fun, safe trick or treating and, and monster movies and all that kind of good stuff. And, uh, good night. This is Derek, Derek WC. Brian Breakdown. Hey, it's Mike Thunderwing. This is Justin Grimlock, and I have no heart. <laughs> no! Peace. Don't get me wrong, get me wrong, I love Lord of the Rings. Meet the Feebles was great. Don't get me wrong. Heavenly creatures I do recommend, but I didn't come in to see I get to the get to the fucking monkey. Get to the fucking monkey. Get to the fucking Is that just the Justice League Unlimited theme you just tried to hum? Yes. <laughs> What do you mean? I was tried, like, I was successful. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I was like, what the hell? I was like, how did I recognize that? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean tried? tried. I was successful. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike gets the heat ray of lobotomy. Dude, just kidding, just kidding. Oh, I only bruised your. Uh, uh, Hippocampus or whatever. Now I for now I forgot why I hate Superman. <laughs> Do we mean so little to you? Have you no heart? No, I have no heart. <laughs>